0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another very special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Over the five mighty
1: stations of Annunciation Radio, you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, and we are absolutely delighted to be with you tonight.
0: Um, So, folks, we're excited because we have a very special guest with us tonight, And uh, we're coming off a very awesome weekend, Uh, and there's a little bit of a history behind it. Before we get into that, um, it is about this theme of being healed. And um, corresponding to the redemption, we're going to share a little bit of that journey tonight with you with our special guest, Bart Schutz, uh, who is the brother of Bob Schutz. It's really kind of an awesome family team here that is uh, bringing about the kingdom, is really uh, committed to understanding the healing that God wants us to have, that he came in Jesus Christ for us to have and invites us to have. Um, Before I go further, though, Stephanie is going to kind of share a a few commercials of some great things going on right now and does some things coming up.
1: So we unite ourselves with the Ignite going on at St. Peter in Huron right now, Father Jeff Macbeth and crew um, experiencing an Ignite right now, uh, which is just awesome to come before the Lord in Mm -hmm. that way. Tomorrow there are are actually two Ignite opportunities, September 20th. um, One at Most Blessed Sacrament, which will begin at 6.30, and the other at Holy Trinity out in Swanton, which... Begins at seven. So awesome if you're able to uh, join those communities. You are most welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, another little commercial Uh, it sounds far away, but Advent really is not that far. So we begin thinking and praying and anticipating, and we are blessed to uh, offer once again a region wide presence for Christmas at St. Joan of Arc Church. Back to the beginning here in the diocese. The four Wednesdays of Advent um, in those evenings will begin at 6.30. And something we're doing this year here in Toledo that many moons ago back in Erie, Pennsylvania, we did. um, Each event night, we are going to feature, if you will, um, a speaker from a different nonprofit ministry in the area. And any donations um, taken up that night will actually go... To that um, ministry, and can I say who they are? Absolutely. Okay, so Peter Range will be one. We love our Peter Range here in the diocese. That's right, our Peter Range, Um, and that of course um, he is with the Pro Life Ministries here. Uh, The other one is we're focusing on evangelization and in the culture. So um,
0: the culture project, the
1: culture project, which we are blessed again, second year in a row to have in our diocese here in Toledo. The third one will be the one and only Radio. Mike Learned with Annunciation Radio. And again, all donations will go to benefit this beautiful ministry for the Word. And then finally, Food Bank. The Food Bank, which at St. Joan of Arc, we are blessed um, with a beautiful team there to really uh, outreach their outreach and support of those in need, not only um, with groceries and whatnot, but also they meet with them to try to bring them um the bread of life through mm-hmm. Jesus and his word and they sit with them and just awesome. So we're getting excited, gearing up. There'll be promo um materials soon for you to spread the word. So presents for Christmas, um the four Wednesdays of Advent mm-hmm. at St. Joan of Arc and uh, again more information will follow. And of course that includes confession mm-hmm. each night and ignite the awesome worship experience to come before the Lord in the Eucharist.
0: I want to see this region transformed in Jesus Christ and uh, Advent, the beginning of our liturgical season. It's a new beginning, an opportunity for us with the church to open those doors wide and easy evangelization. How awesome would it be if together in this community, those of you who are listening, just joined right now and praying for that one family, that one person that you might want to join. It's absolutely free. Pray about that one person, family member that you want, you know needs to know God's love. How simple it is to simply say, come with me to this this particular night. So begin praying for them right now to seed that ground in grace. And another awesome event that we're privileged to kind of uh, support and partner with and be involved with is Encounter Ministries down in the Columbus area. They're having their first ever conference. They had a great film called Fearless that came out recently, an independent film. And, uh, we are blessed to have Patrick Rice. Actually, all of these speakers have been on this program at one point or another, and uh, they're having their very first conference, their Encounter Conference. So listen to this. We've got Father John Ricardo, Father Matthias Thalen, Patrick Rice, Dan Demite, Aaron Richards, a number of awesome speakers for three days, January 4th, 5th, and 6th. Now, pay attention, and if you don't have a pen or a pencil, I'm going to give you the address, the e- if you will, the URL in a second, because... These tickets are going to be gone this Friday. I don't know for sure. But they're going to go very quickly. Um, Because of the film, because of the exposure down in Columbus, because of these awesome speakers, this is going to go very quickly. We as a family are blessed to be part of this and to be bringing our children down as a family retreat early in January. That time where we really want that grace and to seek God's, you know, plan for our lives together. How awesome to do that as a bigger Catholic community. So January fourth, fifth, and sixth, it will be in the Columbus area. It's called the Encounter Conference, and where you can sign up right now is EncounterMinistries.us. EncounterMinistries.us. I believe there's an event tab there. I want to say it's sixty dollars a person, which is quite reasonable for a very full three days. Of, of, of awesome speakers going on there so before we go any further we had a few technical difficulties which we know the enemy doesn't want to uh, have happen what is meant to happen tonight but uh we have our guest hopefully who can hear us now and we can interact with so a few more things to set the stage here but just to make sure bart are you there and can you hear us and all is silent oh. maybe not
1: The evil one does not want this to happen. Okay,
0: well, um, Joseph, I don't know, uh, John Paul, I don't know if you can give him a call back uh, or we can just connect with him and have him try to call in again. I'm not sure what's happening there, technically. But um, we're going to set the stage as maybe in the back end we can try to get him in. We could hear his voice. He could not hear ours. Um, But I want to begin with a quote from Pope Benedict in his trilogy, Jesus of Nazareth. And each word here, it's pretty thick. It's just two lines, and it's pretty thick. But it's, it's very um, rich for us. Pope Benedict says, Healing is an essential dimension of the apostolic mission and of Christianity. When understood at a sufficiently deep level, this expresses the entire content of redemption. Healing is an essential dimension of the apostolic mission and of Christianity. When understood at a sufficiently deep level, this expresses the entire content of redemption let me summarize here folks healing corresponds to redemption the Christ's purpose for the second person of the trinity to come into this world and redeem us to restore us back to our nature back to our participation in the trinity is a is a work of healing Mm -hmm. and for us to really appropriate that i'm mindful right at the very beginning that it's difficult for us to recognize ways that we're not healed. When you say healing, most of us may think of cancer, physical wounds, and certainly Isaiah prophesied that, that God would come into this world and would heal us. Um, we are speaking now also of that inner dimension of emotional, spiritual, relational healing that Jesus came in this world to accomplish. And that means acknowledging to a certain extent that we are broken. So... um we want to just kind of make it clear that this this new awakening if you will it's really not new but exploring this more deeply is the per- particular mission of Bob Schutz, and it's particularly beautifully communicated in his book, Be Healed. I can't say enough about this book and how important it is for uh, all of you to receive this. Um, it was first introduced to me by Father Steve Mattson, an awesome pastor in the Lansing Diocese. We've had him here on air. Uh, we are blessed to do a three-night parish mission. Here's a pastor who's operating on all cylinders, like Father Ricardo, their kindred, Father Matthias, some awesome priests. We have wonderful priests in this diocese also who are doing all they can to to see the kingdom come underneath their their shepherding these parishes. They've done Amazing Parish. They've done Alpha. They've done all these wonderful different events. And Father Steve in particular, in studying these great events that we need to participate in, that are taking place in our diocese, recognize that at the very heart of transformation is this work of Christ of healing and this book Bob Schutz um, Father Steve connected with Father Steve uh, discovered that really in his own personal retreat time with the author Bob Schutz you know found that it took him to a level he never really thought even existed again somebody who was evangelizing somebody who was making great things happen in his parish he discovered that until he um, identified those areas of brokenness in his life really honestly sincerely went into his roots and discovered them and invited the Holy Spirit to invade there, to illuminate all the more, to come humbly before God and seek that grace that his personal healing wouldn't take pla- would, would not take place if he did not do that. So on those retreat experiences, he did, in fact, have that great deeper encounter, read the book, Be Healed, brought it to his parish, and this past weekend, we were extraordinarily privileged to join their community and a number of folks from our diocese at a three-day event that's usually a five-day event, but they condensed it to a three-day event called Healing the Whole Person. Uh, And uh, I want to just hopefully now our guest is maybe with us and we've uh, resolved some technical difficulties. Bart, are you there?
2: Yes, I am, Greg. Finally got it. Praise Praise God. God.
0: God. Awesome.
1: (laughs) Good. Great to have you, Bart. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So we're setting the stage here and just blessed to have our our brother Bart here. And um, again, the context of healing corresponding to redemption and the great challenge to you, our our beloved listeners, of that means acknowledging the ways in which we're broken. It means really earnestly looking into our lives, whether or not we've had a quote-unquote good Catholic family growing up or something on the other end of the spectrum. Until we are fully healed... You know, let me just put it this way. You know, we would be saints right now and probably, uh, like our Blessed Mother Mary, be assumed into heaven if we were saints and fully healed. So this is the work of the church. This is what Christ came to do. This is the whole reason we exist is to receive God's grace and his healing. So, Stephanie, um, before I'll cue you up, we're going to go into prayer in a moment here and then just share with us a little bit about your experience on the retreat this past weekend. And then we're going to just invite Bob to really just jump in and share with us. So, Bart, you know
1: he's going to call you Bob. Bob, because it won't be the first time. right? It
0: won't be the last,
1: right? You know how it's that goes. I like Bob,
2: so I'm all right with That's it. right, with different
1: siblings. We don't get our kids' names right either.
0: Illustrating so yeah. the brokenness,
2: I struggle with the same place. Be an go. icon.
0: So, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this moment, this sacred, holy moment. Five minutes ago did not, does not exist to us now. Five minutes from now is not yet with us. You are fully present to us now. Make us mindful of that, that moment of encounter that was powerful in our lives. Maybe a retreat. Maybe it was a funeral. Maybe it was at Mass. Make us mindful, Lord, that you are as present to us in the power of your Spirit in this very moment as you were then. We pray that you open up our minds and hearts all the more, Lord, beyond words and recitations, beyond our knowledge, our head stuff. Just break through, Lord, into our lives and awaken us all the more, Lord, to those places in the recesses of our minds, our hearts, our memories, certainly our bodies that are in need of being healed. We give you permission tonight, God. Come inhabit us tonight, Lord. Speak to us. Minister to us your grace. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the church through which you communicate this life. We just say, we give you permission, God, in the name of Jesus, through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Okay, so for me, it's, it would be very difficult to uh, even try to sum up what the Lord did these last few days in Lansing, um, but just a few highlights, because I don't want to take time away from our awesome guest. Um, You had mentioned Father Steve Greg, at the beginning of the show, and what a blessing he is. Again, we've played some of his stuff before, and a pastor's heart, like, uh, just so gifted. And so you felt when you walked into the Church of the Resurrection that that place was primed Mm -hmm. with his fatherly love, with prayer, with sacrifice, with all that he could muster to make this— an availment to what the Lord desired to work there. Um, so that being said, you know, it's just right away. Um, just very, very graced. So for me personally, a couple highlights, um, I've heard, Over many years, many different testimonies, whether it was just a talk or in a retreat setting or whatever it was, but there was something so different Mm. this time around for this retreat. And um, those who were conducting it, Bart, who is our guest, and his brother Bob came to us via um, recording, And Sister Miriam James, who some of our listeners might be familiar with. She is a salt sister, just beautiful, beyond words, inside and out. Um, And Kim, who works with them at the JP2 um, Center for Healing. And when they shared, it was not just to tell a story or to tell a life event, Mm -hmm. and hopefully you'll connect with this and God can use it, but it was a real sense, again, of that prayer and movement of the Spirit Um, that you felt privileged to be a part of the hearing. And it was like they were trying to draw you and did draw you, I believe, at least me personally, into the hearts of God.
0: A strong vulnerability or a strong brokenness.
1: Right. Exactly. Just you felt that vulnerableness. And and, um, and along with that, I think, comes healing and grace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And... Um, Again, I could just so many highlights. I, you know, listened and prayed and took different notes in the journaling exercises that they did um, or had us do um, that just seeing that God doesn't see us as broken, but as. His son or his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like basic, <laughs> but to really prey upon that, you know, and speaking of prey upon that, the evil one preys upon that, P-R-E-Y, mm-hmm. all the time in our identity and um, uh, distraction and, and all those things. And so, again, a number of different exercises to really show us the love of the Father and the heart of the Trinity um, yeah, Bart was actually God the Father, and he was awesome. <laughs> In the sculpture,
0: and we were Adam and Eve. But uh, we'll save that for when we bring them to our area. We'll pique your appetite for when we, we actually bring this awesome transforming event to our area.
1: And I just want to say one other thing, and I know I'm going to keep saying it just one other thing, but for now it really is just one other thing. Um I think so often when we talk about healing, so many people only associate that with physical healing. Or when we speak of wounds, so many of us associate it with like big deal things, you know, whether it's huge sin or huge um, infliction upon us by others. But something that just again stirred so much for me this retreat was that those wounds can seem very simple, but can really affect so much of us and how again, we just turn away from our identity and the heart of the Father, and we allow those um, just to get in the way of things.
0: So, Bart, we are so delighted that you took the time to be with us. We know there are some circumstances, Mm -hmm. some might regard it as a cloud, but we know in God's grace there's truly a light, both of those together, that contextualize these last couple weeks. So share with us, Bart, maybe how you're truly... Experiencing right now this paschal mystery and how the weekend was under that light of the paschal mystery. Before we go back and maybe have you share with us how you personally came to encounter more fully Christ,
2: yeah, sure. Uh, first is thank you for your kind words, and, and Stephanie, I like the way you talked about that with the testimony,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and, and vulnerability. And you're so right about Sister Mary. I mean, she's just beautiful inside and out. It was wonderful to be up there with you guys and, and do look forward to, to doing more.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so, yeah, about the uh, last couple of weeks related to Paschal Mystery, um, we've had an eventful a few weeks. I, I say we, I mean, you know, our family, Bob and I. Uh, it's been about a week and a half, two weeks, uh, that we were, at, we were in West Virginia at our father's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here uh, just yesterday morning at 4 a.m., uh, Bob's wife, Margie, mm-hmm. passed away.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, so we have a funeral coming up uh, this Friday. Um, so, yeah, that which is mm-hmm. um, painful and difficult, yes. um, sufferings. Uh, there's actually a real sweet presence uh, of the Lord. There's been a lot of beautiful moments uh, that we've experienced. You know, it was very really interesting being up there uh, without Bob, you know, at uh, this, the Healing Whole Person event. Uh, I usually do these events with Bob. Um, but I'd uh, never done one of his events without Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very unique, and I just remember in the beginning, uh, I, was, I was sharing with Bob just yesterday, um, watching his video introduction and just the emotion that came over me, you know, and here I am. I'm about to get up, and you know and right. we're supposed to begin this weekend, and I've got all this emotion, and I just had a choice. I was like, well, do I kind of shut this down and, and, and just try to, you know, pull it together? And I was like, the Lord was like, no. You
3: know? Right, right. No.
2: You know, and and just be be you, just be real. And so there was just very real emotion, you know, as I got up there and just thinking about Bob and where he is Mm and his wife. um, You know, we didn't know that uh, it would just be a couple days before she had passed, but we knew she was close. Um, And just, you know, it's just, it's a sweet, it's a sweet sorrow. Um, You know, knowing that she's she's obviously in a better place, and that sounds cliche, but it's been a beautiful, very beautiful time, very beautiful time with our father, uh, and and saying goodbye to him and very beautiful time uh, with Margie and Bob through this time has just been amazing. Bob and his two daughters, I mean, just there with her, mm. hours upon hours upon hours, just laying there with her, and yet, uh just we left at nine o'clock uh, last night, and they were just laying down next to her, you know, both daughters. And Bob just laying down next to her, mm, and just so beautiful. sweet. I mean, just just beautiful. Mm. It just, it's all there's a lot I could say, but yeah, uh, just you beautiful. I mean, that. I don't know how you do this without Christ, right? You know, he's so beautiful with them.
0: So, folks, just mm. so you know, it the tragedy um, as the world would see it that doesn't know Christ um, the, that she was diagnosed, Margie, Bob's wife, Margie diagnosed really, I think, less than a month ago with this very aggressive yeah, neurological disease and illness. So this is out of the blue. This is not something that was on the radar or any hint. And in fact, she's a nurse, so she's, if you will, an expert caregiver in the realm of the physical physical things. And uh, so this this came very quickly. And I remember talking to Bob Blessed a few weeks ago. He didn't know that it was taking this very no. aggressive turn. So the fact that that we would get the reports to the weekend, literally as as hospice was brought in, I want to say the day before, and uh, and and for the family, as you reported, you know, um, again for. Four weeks earlier, no idea, and here they are looking at hospice, and her system's really shutting down, and how your family gave tremendous witness, I have shivers down my spine, gave witness to the fact that um, God's grace somewhere, somehow, uh, is communicating his glory in the midst uh, of such human loss and sadness. I mean, really, in a, in a real way, Bart, you were giving witness to, kind of an, you were kind of an icon by God's grace of being a wounded healer. You gave us permission to, to deal with. We weren't dealing, most of us weren't dealing with those sorts of circumstances, but you pressed on. And I think God's, his blood and water flowing from some celestial realm was coming through you in your authenticity. So, short time tonight. I know hopefully we'll have you back for other uh, occasions, Bart. Um, and certainly, uh, hope with our audience, we're going to have an occasion to really experience more fully and seed the ground here, as Father Steve did in anticipation. And certainly, the book, I, I tell our audience again get the book. Be healed by Bob Schutz. But um take us back if you don't mind, Bart, and, and share with us, you know, some of your own roots, some of your own, you know, uh, history and foundation that um, you journeyed through and the Holy Spirit worked through you to bring you to where you're at today.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean as you know from being up there this weekend I can I can take about three days to tell the story <laughs> <laughs> Deacon Michael Mike I, I, will, <laughs> I will try to be <laughs> I will try to be succinct in sharing that with you. Yeah, you know, like a lot of people uh grew up good solid catholic family um i listened to Cheryl's interview with bob uh and talking about the, our family and, and how we grew up and actually bob and i grew up in very different families the same mm-hmm. family uh but bob's uh the family bob grew up in had an intact mom dad he was the second oldest of seven uh our da- our, our family didn't really fall apart till bob was about 13 mm-hmm. well i was kind of born into it i'm the second youngest uh, dad left when I was five. I don't have a lot of memories of having my father. I don't have the same memories that Bob did growing up. Um, so I didn't have a lot of memories of this strong Catholic family. I had memories of a shattered family that was that was just trying to survive
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and kind of grew up with a lot of chaos, uh, a lot of uncertainty, and, frankly, a lot of anger, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of anger uh, because I didn't have a dad, a lot of mm-hmm. anger because of the pain I saw in my mom, um, in the Catholic Church, while my older siblings uh, and mom were very devout, uh, it, it seemed for me it was just something my older brothers and sisters did. I went to Catholic grade school, which was a blessing. I really enjoyed the, 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 the actually the middle school that I went to. Uh, and then went to a Catholic high school, um, which was a good high school, uh, but I've been being honest, uh, either because I didn't pay attention or because it wasn't said. I don't know. Uh, I didn't learn a lot of the richness of our faith that I'm learning now. Uh, probably a lot of that's just immaturity. Um, but, you know, so by the time I got to college, uh, I just I walked away from the church. Mm. Um, and so I just mainly lived for myself, and, you know, there's a lot of testimony I can share in that. But it was um, on a trip weekend. Uh, the one Bob heard Bob talk about with you guys on that interview um, where uh, in Bob's embrace that I encountered God the Father, and that forever changed me. That was 29 years ago. And then it's been a journey. I've experienced the large body, larger body of Christ. Um, I never considered myself a Protestant uh, because I didn't think I was protesting the church. <laughs> I was just on a journey. Uh, and I look back, and it's a journey that I believe the Lord led me on because there was a lot of things that I picked up in each place, uh, good and bad, um, that helped form to who I am now, uh, but it's been, I don't know uh, the exact dates, but it's been several years now uh, that my family, my, my wife and four kids and myself, all came back into the Catholic Church. Uh, and that's been quite a journey. Um, and I had no idea uh, the things that God would do and the things he had in mind in bringing me back. Well, I say I had no idea. I mean, that's part of what brought me back is, is some of the things he was speaking to me and, and frankly, some mis- uh, mystical experiences that that God was speaking to me, and I'm just blessed, like times like this past weekend, to see the fruit mm-hmm. of what God's doing and to see the hunger in the Church. It's just mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's so refreshing. It's beautiful.
0: Awesome. Um, Bart, I want to read a quote from Pope Benedict. It's actually at the front of um, Bob's book. Uh, his workbook, if you will, and it touched me in particular. in fact, I meditated on it and had to post it on Facebook. But as I read it for our audience, um I wonder if you could uh, in hearing it again and your great familiarity with it, could perhaps share with us the importance of of the healing in our roots and 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 turning to our roots um, in, in, no matter how hard it may be that 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 God is in it and wants us to do it, just that step. So this is folks, this is from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Before Jesus' gaze, all falsehood melts away. This encounter with him, as it burns us, transforms and frees us, allowing us to become truly ourselves. His gaze, the touch of his heart, heals us through an undeniably painful transformation as through fire. But it is a blessed pain in which the holy power of his love sears through us like a flame, enabling us to become totally ourselves and thus totally of God. Personalize that for us.
2: Wow. Uh, <laughs> no pressure, that no pressure. I will I will do my best, but you know what I'm struck most by is just, is just the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Before Jesus' gaze. You know, all falsehood melts away.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that, that jumps out to me, obviously, the healing and all the other pieces of that, but that's, as you read that just now, that jumped out at me. You know, it's just, I, I, I lived my life in falsehoods. Uh, mm-hmm. Frankly, you know, playing college football, my dream was to play professional. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, uh, but I was doing a lot of posing. You know, a lot of, I lived, I lived in a false self. You know, I jokingly say after being stripped, you know, that I used to fear being inadequate. Mm. You know, but now that I am inadequate, I no longer fear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's it's good. like because yeah. I've learned just how adequate He is. But to, to tie this back, you know, it's it's that time in Jesus' gaze. You know, I used to be afraid to come to Him because I I had my own shame, mm. my own self condemnation, and I mm. you know if if I come to Him, He's just going to remind me uh, of of all my sins. You know, so I would just kind of dance around him. I'd try to avoid him just because of the shame I was living in. Uh, but then, you know, after encountering him, I just had a total different perspective of just his immense love and his mm-hmm. immense goodness. And just over the years, just loving to sit in his presence, mm-hmm. loving to sit in his gaze, loving for him to look at me and to see my soul and how he calls me out. And into the goodness that He's put inside of me. And, you know, I feared that He would expose my sin, but that's not what He did. He He would call out my goodness, and and just in His gaze, and that alone, I believe, all healing is about an encounter with Him. Mm-hmm. And as we encounter His gaze, and as He looks into our heart and looks into our soul and shows us who we really are, uh, that in itself is healing. Mm-hmm. And and so i I've, I've just been enthralled with his gaze and with his love. You know, having been a big, tough football player, you know, and I can hide myself and, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be tough and I can't be weak, I can't be sensitive. It's like, what a lie. You know, Mm -hmm. the real life has just been being real and, and the falsehood falling off and just being able to live in my true self Mm -hmm. and and sitting in His presence and enjoying His gaze. So I don't know if that's answering your question, but that's what comes to mind as you ask me.
0: No, it's beautiful. Um, Just keeping it real, I know that right now there are many grandparents and parents, folks in marriages who may feel like they've got the fidelity thing down. Um, (laughs) Go to Mass, pray the rosary. We say this a lot that even this sounds cliche, but, um, you know, and I'm one of them, where we've inherited this great faith— uh, we perhaps r- vote right and act right and do the right things, perhaps, but we feel maybe uh, a sense of incompleteness. We feel fragmented. Um, we feel maybe disconnected from our spouses. In fact, uh, Steph and I from uh, these core mission teams that we have uh, really throughout this, this region uh, are blessed by the honesty of these smaller groups where we discover these very faithful people where they get honest, you know, often share. That sense of disconnect, that sense of alienation, you know the fear, uh, the walls that keep them from being empathetic, and um, and so a lot of them, quite frankly, just don 't even have a vision, whether it be because of their history or modeling around them they don 't even have a vision of what it 's like to live in this light of freedom that means vulnerability, that means honesty, that means as you said, inadequacy so. The, another big question, of course, I'm going to throw some hard questions at you. For those anybody who fall into that category, which is perhaps all of us to some extent, maybe even particularly men, what step might you give to men listening tonight, men in particular, to take a step and open the door and discover the riches of vulnerability, the riches of inadequacy, the riches of brokenness that open the door for God's grace?
2: Mm, yeah, good question. Um, you know, I believe that the core wound within a man is, is inadequacy. You know, And I believe as men, for some reason, particularly in our culture, we're, caught, we're taught to strive and be adequate. You know, I've got to be adequate. And so that carries over even, even into our faith. You know, I've got to be adequate. I've got to do all the right things. I've got to make the right sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, got to, I've got to be faithful and diligent, which we do. Um, but sometimes we can do that just out of discipline alone. And a disconnect from our own heart, and you know for me uh, again, just what 's coming into my mind as you 're asking me this um, is is an experience that I had working in the mortgage business, and you know I was just I was things were good you know I had a decent house, uh, had a nice community of church family friends, um, and just one day out of the blue, I just start to cry as i 'm getting ready for work i 'm like i don 't have time for this you know and <laughs> But it was where it led me to, is my heart was crying out to me, but I wasn't taking the time to pay attention to it, and and I even knew better, you know. I mean, I I I had had seasons of of deep intimacy with God, living from the depths of my heart, but I had just gotten busy, I gotten preoccupied, and I didn't realize it, but my heart was trying to get my attention. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but I had to take the time to just stop and just go, okay. <laughs> What is it my heart's trying to tell me? And really, it was my heart was crying out for vulnerability and to be real. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard you comment, you know, just on the realness of the testimony and the vulnerability of the testimony. You know, it's, I've gotten tired of just putting on the front. I've gotten mm-hmm. tired of the falsehoods. I've gotten tired of having to be A, B, C, and D. And I've just seen myself enough. in the reality is who I am. It's like, you know, I don't have time for that.
3: I've am just mm-hmm. got to be real, and the
2: more real that I am before the Lord, the more and more I'm experiencing and encountering His presence. So I guess what I would encourage men to do is, you know what? Stop the posing. Mm. <laughs> Stop posing. Mm. You know, give yourself a break, and just get in touch with what you're really longing for. Wow. You know, desire, desire is of the Father. That's what it means.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And He's longing to meet our longings. But if we're not in touch with our longings, we're not going to be really in touch with Him. And I believe that, and as we get in touch with Him, we're in touch with what it is we really long for, which all of us long for in the depths of our heart. We long for that intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as men, it's hard, to, it's hard to admit that to ourselves because, you know, we've got to be tough. We have to have it together, and that's the lie we live under. But really, our hearts are longing for that intimacy and that vulnerability.
0: Awesome. Uh, sharing with one of our my brothers, uh, Andrew Reinhardt, on our board and on some of our teams, he was blessed with his wife to be at this event also, and uh, very e- experienced in a lot of different ministries going on. But I don't have the exact words, but he, what he summed up in a lot of ways was that often there's a catechetical teaching side that's intent for a certain organization, and then on the other end there's sort of an experiential focus. And I think you guys, you know gave us witness of blending Absolutely. the truth mm-hmm. incarnate and, um, and gave us permission, if you will, again, right out of the gate, sharing with us, Bob's, uh, our hearts were brought right into that. We, we don't realize this. You know, why are we drawn to little children? Why are we drawn to, you know, yeah. the vulnerable? I mean, there's a reason, and we're not talking fake that. Some people manipulate, and I'm not talking mm-hmm. that, but the authentic opening the door to recognize, appropriately acknowledging and recognizing, if you are inadequacy is the capacity for the church to flood us and enter in, and you you know you really gave great witness yeah. to that. Um, I want to read another quote here, and just to tell our audience what was very beautiful for my wife and I was the degree to which all of this is so beautifully anchored in our Catholic faith. It isn't just a conceptual on-the-chalkboard thing. It took on flesh and blood, and you, you know, Bob, uh, Bob so beautifully put together with the catechism yeah. and saint quotes, and, and really if you will, um, a structure. a uh, system sounds too harsh, but let's just you know, that there is an architecture to the soul. The saints wrote about this. There's an order and there's there's you know steps if you will that we can take saint ignatius is one of the masters of these but some if you will simple steps that we can consider that can bring us to a greater intimacy which has an effect in our marriages and families anyways so catechism 221 god's very being is love by sending his only son and the spirit of love in the fullness of time god has revealed his innermost secret God himself is an eternal exchange of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and he has destined us to share in that exchange. Just to sort of uh, punctuate... But I want to. Say, I want there are three kind of pithy quotes here, uh, Bart. If you could kind of share your thoughts um, along the lines of how uh, we need to really deal with God first and foremost, if we're ever going to have any effect on our spouses or our children, much less our employees or those we work with. So, Sister Miriam said, "Suffering that is not transformed is transmitted." I'm going to read it again. Suffering that is not transformed is transmitted. And I'm going to add two other quotes here. One is from, I know, from John Maxwell, hurting people hurt people. And then there was a new one that I heard, another new one that I heard, healing people heal people, which is sort of the positive take, I think. So Mm -hmm. suffering that is not transformed is transmitted. Hurting people hurt people. But the fullness of that is healing people. When we're healing, we can heal others. How have you, Bart, kind of discovered in your, uh, this, this beautiful grace filled, um, availing to the Spirit and your inadequacy and recognizing that as a strength and here speaking to men? How has practically that, um, mindset, heart set with Christ been an occasion of healing in your marriage, healing in your family, an occasion to be an instrument to others?
2: Yeah, uh, good question, too. You know, obviously, you know, you can relate to this. You know, uh, being in ministry, therefore, makes us perfect, so we don't have those problems at home. <laughs>
3: exactly. And,
0: and, Just my wife. And so,
2: you know, end, end of that conversation, right? Yeah, until our spouse is there, <laughs> our children are there. And it's like, oh, whoops, okay. Right. I guess I did say stop posing, didn't I? Yeah, so, um, yeah, boy, you know, I, yeah, I came from a broken home. You know, I came from brokenness, you know, in, in truth— I wasn't well-fathered, and uh, I I carried a lot of baggage. I didn't know it. You know, I was just striving. And and on the outside, everything was looking great. You know, people thought I had it all together uh, on the outside. What they didn't know is the times I would sit in my room in deep depression Mm -hmm. and shame and, and pain. And so then when I encountered God the Father, and I encountered Him in a very deep and intimate way, uh, of course, on that day 29 years ago, everything radically changed. Well, it did radically change, mm-hmm. but there was also a lot of healing and sanctification that I've walked through in
3: mm-hmm. and, and all
2: those years, and I'm still walking through. So, you know, then, of course, right, I get married, and then everything's perfect. <laughs> you know, and no, you know, it, it's not the case. Then all of a sudden it just goes to another level, and more things get exposed. Um, and then you have children, you know, and of course you're, because I have encountered the Father and therefore the perfect Father. Well, no, <laughs> that's not true either. But, you know, these are things that I, I think I, I secretly thought. Uh, but what it's all done is it's exposed. It exposes my sin and it exposes my wound, which therefore uh, reveals my deeper need for Him. Mm-hmm. And that constantly coming back to Him. And when I say need for Him, I don't mean I've got to do more things, mm-hmm. Uh, that i 've got to uh, jump through more hoops it's i 've got to just sit and get quiet like literally uh, there 'll be occasions where I 'll wound my children and not intentionally, something will hit, and then you know boom, here it comes next thing I know i 've just wounded my child mm-hmm. I got a choice I can defend myself you know i can I can and and i 've done it, mm-hmm. uh, but eventually, I then get away and I get alone with jesus and i go back to his gaze and i and i go back to the father with the presence of holy spirit and i say father you are my father Mm -hmm. father me Mm
3: -hmm.
2: father me show me how to father my children i lack i need you to show me how to father them show me how to love my wife uh i'm failing and i and I just again, I just think it's just that our willingness to be real mm-hmm. and to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know what did paul say in in jesus said God said to paul in our, in your weakness you'll be made strong, mm-hmm. you know we think it's in our strengths, but it's not it's in our weakness that God then makes us strong, and so you know i again, I don't know if I'm answering your question, I'm just kind of being true to what's stirring in mm-hmm. my heart as you ask me, you know, but it's just it's just it's just again coming back to that gaze and recognizing, or you know, in that sculpt that we did, right, you're the mm-hmm. Trinity, you, have, you were Adam and Eve, you were in the embrace of the Trinity. In that place, it's really easy to live a good Christian life. But it's when we separate out, and, and, and Adam and Eve separated out, and we all separate out, and we're separate from the Trinity. That's when we see our sin, our vulnerability, our loneliness, our emptiness, our pain, and, and what do we do when we're out there? You know, we've, we've, we've kind of all taken on certain behaviors and things we do to try to make ourselves good out there, but the reality is what we need to do is turn back around and go into the embrace of the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and, and that's, that's how I live my life. You know, if you if you were here with me in my home, you'd see my flaws, you know, um, but it just reminds me how much more I need to spend time in Jesus' case.
0: Absolutely Beautiful. Uh you know I want to just open a door to consideration of this new outpouring of the Holy Spirit which is kind of silly Mm -hmm. because the Holy Spirit's always been outpoured but this year 50 years marks uh, 50 years of a very special event that took place in February of 1967 where Catholics were on a retreat experience and um, uh, there was a special unique outpouring that was palpable it translated into Father Mike Scanlon and certainly uh, Renewal Ministries Ralph Martin and a number of others and is uh, really at the heart of Crucio which is the heart of Chirp and Tech and many many other movements and uh, it's good for us listeners to be mindful. That you know that retreat was conducted by non-Catholics, um, and and important to understand what Augustine's words were. All that is true is ours. That there is um, a, a palpable uh, gift. Um, by many separated brothers and sisters uh, who are open to a fullness and a richness. And I might suggest, you know, right now, there's some great things coming out of, you know, many places that are inviting us to live in this vitality. My son in particular is, uh, and many from Catholic Youth Summer Camp leaders, Father Matthias, Thalen being one of them, are very attuned to what's happening with Bethel right now. Uh, Their leader, Bill Johnson, has a a keen understanding of some of this life in the spirit quality. Um, I know a number of Catholics have been out out there, you and I shared a little bit that you had some experience with what's happening uh, out there, and I think Catholics again are sort of understanding: hey, we need to rediscover this in our roots. We need to yeah. discover that you know th- this this <laughs> this was there, and uh, we need to live in this fullness. So I guess um, Bart, share with us maybe a little bit about you know your experience now ministering throughout the country, some reservations among Catholics because of maybe having a ritual a rich ritual culture, a rich religious culture, but maybe. How it keeps us from necessarily opening the doors to relationship, and open the doors to kind of the availing to the Holy Spirit, and, and you know, speak to us about that, your own experience, and uh, maybe how we can approach this as Catholics.
2: Man, you have some good loaded questions. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Concentric
0: circles are on I you could, tonight.
2: I could, <laughs> I could speak to this for hours, and uh, yeah, let's see. Let, let me see how I can put this. Uh succinctly and to the point, um, you know, more and more, having come back into the church, I'm really just enjoying the catechism. I, I haven't read it front to back, but I, I do searches, and I'm just grabbing out gems, and it's just so rich. I'm just mm-hmm. amazed. I wish I would have learned this growing up. Um, it's just our, our church is so rich. Uh, it's just amazing. Um, but you know, we look at our 2,000-year history, including what's written in the catechism, that, that comes straight out of Scripture, um, our 2,000-year history is rich with both the traditions of the Church and the spirit and the, and the life of the Spirit, or charisms, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's our history. It's it's the Church. It's, it's it's from front to back. It's there. But yet you see resistance stuff. Uh, And, and frankly, you see some things on both sides of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see some extremes on one side. You see some resistances on the other side. You're asking, you know, my experience of of traveling the country and seeing this. I think, you know, maybe the best way I can summarize that would be an experience I think I shared it this weekend uh, of being in a seminary with Bob. You know, Bob doesn't speak with seminarians. We do a lot of ministry with priests, as you know, (laughs) and with seminarians and others. And there was this argument that took place in the seminary, which I don't think is very uncommon. Right. Uh, and, and part of the room was saying, you know, we're traditionalists. Part of the room were saying, we're charismatics. And they kind of put Bob on the spot, and they were saying, so, Bob, what are you? And Bob says, guys, you know, Bob's gentle as a lamb, mm. uh, but he's being very bold. And he says, man, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, we are Catholic, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and as Catholics, we are whole, Mm -hmm. and we embrace the 2,000-year history and the traditions of the Church, the liturgy, the richness that we have, the sacraments, and we also embrace the life of the Spirit of God, you know, and we're, we're all of it. We're not divided. So what are some of the reservations, you know? Who knows? You know, I just think there's a resistance. The enemy's at work. Like you said, he prays, uh, P-R-E-Y. He, he's he's out to keep us from all that's ours. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like us. He doesn't want us to come in the fullness of our inheritance. He doesn't want us doing the things that Jesus did, John 14, 12. Um, it says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, John ten ten. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says, but I've come to bring life, abundant life. And and he wants us to live in the fullness of of everything he's given to us as, as his church. And if you were saying, you are mentioning about Bethel. Um, actually, about seven, eight years ago, I was moving my family out to Bethel. We were moving out to Redding, California, and we were going to be part of the ministry. Me and some friends had favor with their leaders. Uh, we were talking about planting a church that was going to be part of them, and uh, we had private dinners with their leaders. We had meetings with their leaders. We had tremendous favor, and I was moving my family out there. And it was when the mortgage industry tanked, and our house wouldn't sell.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And while it wouldn't sell, and our window was closing, my wife and I both went off and prayed separate from each other, and we both heard the same exact thing, having not talked about this before. And, and God spoke to both of us, do something with Bob.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I called Bob, and I shared with him what I heard. He said, Bart, the Lord told me the same thing, wow. and told my daughter, Carrie, the same thing. Um, and, but I didn't want to influence your decision. And then I said, well, Bob, what are we going to do together? You know, what, what what would we do together? I mean, we've done things together, ecumenical things, but Bob's ministry was becoming strictly Catholic. And I was like, well, Bob, what would we do together? You know, here we are now, seven years later, and you, know, you guys are witnessing <laughs> what we're doing together. Yes, yeah, praise God. It's, there's something that God is doing, and I can share a lot of stories around this, but just to, to, to keep it to the point, um, there's something God's doing, just like you said. He's bringing, I believe he's bringing the church into a place of deep unity. And I mean the church, I mean the whole body of Christ. Uh, will everyone do that? Probably not. But I believe there's a remnant uh, in many different circles of the body of Christ that are coming together, and I, what we need to understand as Catholics is we have this in our deep, rich history of our 2,000 years. It's in our catechism, and if we will just get in and dive in, Mm -hmm. we'll find a great peace and a great comfort. I'm watching Catholics. You guys witnessed it this weekend. I'm watching Catholics by the hundreds standing up to encounter God, Mm -hmm. follow Jesus, Mm -hmm. to, to receive the fullness of the sacramental graces of baptism and confirmation, and watching people praying for each other. And Now, these are people that won't necessarily say that they're a part of a charismatic movement, these are people that are Catholic mm-hmm. and are seeing that this is what our Church teaches and this is what we all should be walking in as Catholics in the full tradition, in the full life and movement of the Spirit of God.
0: That's beautiful. So that,
2: that's what I'm seeing happening, and I'm blown away, to be quite honest with you. The hunger is... I, I, I tell my non-Catholic friends, the Catholic Church is the ripest harvest field I've ever been a part of, mm-hmm. and I'm loving it. I love
0: our church. That's awesome, you know. So uh, friends of mine, uh, it's Patrick Rice, Father Matthias. When they were out there, Mm -hmm. um, part of the Supernatural School of Ministry, etc. Bill had told them when they outlined they're wanting to create a Catholic school in Columbus, and it's a big part of this Encounter Ministries that they're doing. And these folks again are very orthodox, very solid. uh, Bill told them, "You're going to see," he said, "that you're going to see even greater fruit because of the depth." of your faith because of the depth roots. of your yeah. roots now of course you know Steph and I are thinking well then you should become catholic but um you know obviously god in his own time his, his own journey his own time his own place you shared a story and if you don't want to don't feel like you can share it but one of the leaders you mentioned and i won't mention the name yeah. from bethel involving a rosary is that something you can share yeah,
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> you know i mean he, he he shared it he shared it publicly so Chris uh, it went viral on video. So Chris Volitin, Chris Volitin, and Bill Johnson are the main two leaders now. They got hundreds of leaders out there. I mean, their movement is is reaching the world. It's phenomenal. Um, they're it's amazing. They're saying things about the Catholic Church that are just blowing me away. Bill Johnson made a statement one time. Look, if you've raised Jesus, you deserve to be honored. Speaking about Mary, um, you know, Bill, Chris. So the way the way I understand the story goes is Chris went to Mexico. Uh, and a bishop, a Catholic bishop, befriended him. (laughs) And they formed a a relationship doing ministry together, and and I'm not sure what all, uh, how in-depth their friendship became, Uh, but the bishop ended up giving to Chris a special rosary that was in his family, Mm
3: -hmm. and it was
2: just kind of a sign of their friendship, and he gave this to Chris Vallotton. Well, Chris Vallotton, his history goes back, he was saved, I think it was in the Jesus Movement, Uh, saved in a uh, small group that was a group of uh, Catholic charismatics met in their home. And that's when he came to the Lord. So he has a fondness. He has a deep uh, love for the Church, uh, which is very interesting. A lot of these people do. Randy Clark's another one. Uh, Bill Mm -hmm. Johnson, several of people. Sean Bowles is another guy uh, who's who's kind of part of that, that larger network of people. These guys have a respect and a love for the Catholic Church, which is really phenomenal. So Chris... Uh, on one of his uh, one of the viral videos uh ends up pulling out this rosary <laughs> you know to hundreds of thousands of people and pulls it out and tells the story of That's his friend awesome. with this uh, his friend with the bishop you know we 're hearing things there's things like um one thing out in Kansas City where Matt Marr and Audrey Assad uh, have been out there. Audrey did some worship in one of mm-hmm. our conferences and she was sharing a little bit about this josh johnson who's um out of louisiana uh, who's out there as well. Um, a guy named Keith Majors uh, has been part of things like that in Azusa Street, where Catholics are among these interdenominational Christians, thousands of them, worshiping together, praying together, uh, priests repenting uh, to, to some of these interdenominational non-denominational leaders. Some of these interdenominational leaders, some of them leading uh, large prayer movements, are, are laying prostrate uh, on their face. Before these priests and repenting, there's this beautiful reconciliation and healing going on, which I believe is signs of a a great move of God. Where, like you said, we're just coming into our 2,000 year history. It's not new. We're just awakening to what it is that the Lord really desires for His church.
1: That's what we need to be seeing on the news, right? Wouldn't that be, be something? News. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Um, just a quick yeah. comment and then a question. So just talking about the catechism, I think so many of us keep it on our shelf if we have it and use it as a reference book. But you remind us, Bart, that, you know, and even these quotes, it is something that is meant to be prayed with, to reflect upon. And so just encouraging yeah. our listeners to pick it up and pray with it not just using it to check out, you know, some teaching or whatever, because you will encounter the Lord in it and he will encounter you. Um, Talking about the spirits and praying over and with people. Do you want to talk a little bit about your equipping ministry?
2: Sure. Um, Yeah, I was actually just as you were talking was pulling out uh, a note, the quote there, uh, when we were talking about empowering and coming into the fullness of our supernatural graces of confirmation, confirmation baptism and, Speaking of the Catechism, you know, Catechism 1302, it is evident from its celebration that the effect of the sacrament of confirmation is the special outpouring of the Holy Spirit as once granted to the apostles on the day of Pentecost. I mean, that's when I first read right. that. I went, that's "Are awesome. you kidding me?" Right. <laughs> I
3: mean, that is <laughs> no way, <beautiful>. <laughs> right?
2: right. <laughs> that is beautiful. I mean, that's what that's what our church tells us,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know. And and uh, yeah, so the day of equipping uh, it's just real simply. It just came out of uh, this desire. Really, I feel like the Lord was was kind of speaking to me, and it's all part of uh, what He was speaking to me and in coming into the church. But I believe He's 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 just like our our. Um, tagline of our ministry says, you know, transformation in the heart of the church. I believe God is transforming the very heart of the church. He's bringing us back Mm. to who we are. And out of that, I believe he was speaking to me about equipping his people. And I know there's several others doing the same thing. There's almost a movement of equipping. You mentioned one earlier. Um, And I believe that God is wanting to equip us um, for what it is he's doing, in this hour, in the church, and part of that's the larger body and the unity and the things that are going on. Uh, so the day of equipping birth out of that desire um, of wanting to see us equipped, and and basically it's built around John fourteen twelve, which is one scripture that just you know I just read through it and say that was nice, but when I when I really read it, the Holy Spirit one time just went, reread that, <laughs> and I went back and I went, wait, now what is Jesus saying here? John fourteen twelve, Jesus says, truly, truly. He says truly twice. That might mean something. Listen he who on. believes in me will do the things that I've done. And even greater, And that's mind-boggling.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If we stop and go, what did Jesus do? I believe in him. Mm-hmm. What did Jesus do? Well, he healed the sick. <laughs> the blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame would walk. He would cast out demons. He even calmed the storms. You know, he loved people. He teached, He taught in the synagogues. He did so many things that, frankly, I don't see us doing a lot right. of right. So I went, wait a minute, what did he say? So I was like, what does the Catechism say about this? You know, and it's just rich. The Catechism mm-hmm. speaks to it all over the place. You know, 1286, 87, I think it was, 88. You know, if we, if we look at some of those things in there, it's, like, it's amazing what it talks about, about the Messianic age, which we're living in, right. and how this is normal activity of the Catholic Church that we're called to do the things that Jesus did. And this is even greater. right? Um, so the Day of Equipping is, is kind of centered around that, of just kind of reminding us what our Church teaches us, what Jesus calls us to, and just real basic, kind of elementary steps, which I feel more and more like I'm in elementary school, more <laughs> than I'm learning about the things of God, right. mm-hmm. um, just the basic steps of how to do the things that Jesus did. Beautiful, And uh, bringing us into the fullness of what our Church has to offer us.
1: Um, speaking of the day of equipping, our listeners will be happy to hear, as I was looking at, um, earlier your events and upcoming, um, retreat days, you guys are coming back to Ohio, um, in the end of November, beginning of December in Sun, Sunbury, Ohio. Oh, size Sizemore. Yeah. the co- former prayers. Yeah. Columbus okay. Diocese, but right on the edge of the Toledo Diocese. So I encourage oh, nice. our... Yeah. Oh, so that's
2: close to you. No, yeah. no person we're doing, right?
1: That's right, that's right. So we... Um, encourage you, our listeners, to check that out uh, at their website, jp2healingcenter.org and click on the events calendar and you can see that and, and experience firsthand what Bart is talking about and also what we were so blessed to experience.
0: So folks are coming yes. in for a landing fairly quickly here and so blessed to have Bart Schutz yes. with us and um, lifting up him and his entire family in prayer, the tremendous blessing that they are. And I like the, you know, that that it is brothers in this and sisters-in-law, family that are giving witness, and icon of the Trinity, which of course is what we're all about with Image Trinity. I want to close, folks, with this quote from uh, Pope Benedict sixteen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Whoever truly wishes to heal man must see him in his wholeness and must know that his ultimate healing can only be God's love.